Okay. My computer chair wheels always get stuck on the carpet, and that is frustrating to me. I just didn't set the carpet right when I first <sighs> set this studio up, and I'm paying for it every day of my life. You guys ready to do the dang thing? Because, boy, do we got a lot to talk about. We've got to call the brand eye. Let's do it. YFT. Ding-a-ling-a-ling. Hi. What's up? Well, I just made myself a coffee, and it's 7 p.m. That's how we're doing. Ooh. Are you one of those people that, like, if you drink coffee at night, you're not going to bed until, like, 3.30 tomorrow? Yeah, but in this case, I need, I think I have to stay up until 3.30. Why? I might have to have you cut this, but I'll know by end of day tomorrow if I do. Okay. I got a call yesterday. From the president. You got, like, no. You know I'm going to South America. Yes. Back when I first learned that Miley was going to be going down there to play these festivals, I was so excited thinking like, oh my God, I want to go down and I want to book shows too. Like I'd love to go down and play clubs like, and then get to see her shows. Like that would just be so fun. But with COVID, it just, everyone was very hesitant for me to book things. We just didn't know what it was going to be like. And it was just really hard to know if I'd be allowed to leave and then come back, all this stuff. So I kind of um, took one for the team and was like, all right, I'll just go for fun. Like I won't play. I won't do anything. I just, I'll go see South America, hang out with my family. Love it. Get a call yesterday. Hey, you want to play Lollapalooza Argentina? Ooh. And I was like, you mean the actual festival? And they were like, yeah, there's a 30 minute slot available on the Perry stage. Do you want it? And I was like, oh my God. Like I leave in two days. Yeah. Thanks well, for the short notice. Well, this is amazing. Right. It's a right off. It's right off. I was already scrambling, you know, to pack and like ha and check all my boxes before I leave for two weeks, which is already stressful enough. And on top of that, I'm like scrambling for wardrobe and getting my music library together. And what does South Americans listen to? And uh, it's just a whole thing. So uh, I'm stressed, but it's okay because I'm going to South America, baby. And I, I think I'm playing Lollapalooza. I mean, that's dope. That's a fave thing. I don't think you should change like your music for them. I mean, be well, you, bro. I am going to be me for sure, but, you know, when I play, like, the clubs at 2.30 a.m., I'm playing, like, trap music, like, grind on whoever is next to you, like, pop, lock, and drop it with your wet ass P word, like, you know? Yeah. And I don't think that's the move for a 3 p.m. set time at a festival. Like, I, I think it needs to just be changed just a little bit. So, we're I'm just going to do more of my, like, pop EDM thing. Okay. Just the, the like grinding it rap music that yeah. I do in the club. It's too bad you don't have a 3 a.m. slot. Well, that would be different. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm going to take what I can get because it's pretty freaking cool. So um, we're having to like check some boxes here before I really say yes and commit. Like, are you going to provide the gear that I need? Things like that. Can I get a work permit? We're doing all that stuff right now. So it's not like a thousand percent confirmed. So I might call you tomorrow and say scratch that whole thing. But hopefully I don't. Hopefully I get to play. Wait, um, is Miley playing this? Oh, yeah. She's headlining every festival. That's why we're going. Oh, I didn't even know they did, did a Lollapalooza South America. Yeah, it's Lala Argentina, mm -hmm. Brazil, mm -hmm. Sao Paulo, and one other one's Lollapalooza, maybe sure. Santiago. And then the other two are different festivals. So Nice. Yeah. Well, hell yeah. Right off, baby. I know. I might, I might get to play Brazil, too. We're working on it. But Argentina is the one that's in the forefront. Well, I'm happy for you. I'm honestly terrified, but I'm going to fake it till I make it because that's what I always do. And it usually works out for me. Yeah. No one in this life knows what they're doing. Okay. If, if I've learned Zero. anything in the 37 <laughs> years I've been on this earth, no one has a fucking clue about anything. And they're I just know. hoping for the best. Yeah. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to play some hits. And yeah. the, the thing that that's tragic is, you know, I normally travel with my buddy AJ who MCs for me because I don't love talking on the mic. You know, mm -hmm. I love to, to mix the music and I love to dance around and play and perform. But as far as like talking on the mic, it's not really my thing, but AJ is so good at it and he's so good at hyping up the crowd. So normally when I travel, I take him and this is just two last minute to get, his flight's booked, his COVID test, his vac status. It's just so many things. You have to, we've been working on this for months, literally, for our for us to go, you know? So it's just not realistic to think that in two days I can make AJ make it happen for AJ to come. So I'm very sad about that. So I am gonna have to probably get drunk at 3 p.m. so that I'm vocal enough to get on the mic. Well, 
That's good. You need to do that. You need to be Turn a, up, Argentina! Yeah, but you gotta learn how to say it in Spanish. And then also in Portuguese, apparently, for Sao Paulo. I think I gotta stick with English because I'm gonna sound really stupid yeah. if I try to speak any other language. Hola, Argentina! Hola. Bienvenidos! No, no, that's too much. Hola, Argentina, I can do. The other part, I'm gonna sound dumb. ¿Dónde está biblioteca? That's what I hear. And in everyone's defense, I am dumb because I took French in school, which mm. has never, ever served me at all. Yeah. I should have taken Spanish. Spanish are like Mandarin. That's the that t- wouldn't serve me either because I've never been to anywhere in Asia, actually. Well, yeah, but when eventually you'll go. Well, I, you know, I'm just so happy that you're just living your best life because... I'm really doing it. Because I'm not living my best life. I'm living my <laughs> worst life right now. You're sitting at home dog sitting because Sarah's gone. Yeah, I mean, that's that's one thing, yes, and I'm happy for her, and she's acting and singing and dancing, and that's so great. But, you know, so I told you last week that I did, like, this blood test, and your boy has, like, got some probs. Problems, yeah. (laughs) And then I also did a food sensitivity sensitivity test. Mm. And your boy has got the worst problems that you could have when it comes to food that you like. Let me just go through my props, okay? I'm scared for you. If I could give people a bit of advice, it would be don't grow up, Peter Pan, all right? Stay in Neverland forever. Seriously. I'm allergic to milk, so... Eh, I don't like milk. Yeah, but I love cheese. Well, (laughs) you didn't say dairy, you said milk. Okay, this is what this freaking thing says. This is what I'm positive for in terms of um, I have an allergy for. Milk. Cow. Also exclude cow's milk in all forms. Liquid. Dried. Ice cream. Cheese. Yogurt. Butter. I like all of those things, basically. And yes, did I know that it gave it gave me bubble guts? Yes. Do I, like I just to don't s- care. Do I like to see it in writing? Not so much, Doc. Let's continue on. Barley. So I don't really know what that is, but I think barley is in beer. For sure. So cool. Love beer. Can't do that anymore. <sighs> broccoli. Your boy loves broccoli. It's like what? one of my I love Who's allergic to broccoli. I am. No. Allergic to green beans. Love a green bean casserole, God. Why would you do this to me? Smite me down like this. What kind of test is this? It's a fucking ruin your day test. All right, we're not I've done. I've never heard of someone being allergic to a vegetable. You know, I've been thinking that I'm, I've got a gluten allergy. Your boy doesn't have a gluten allergy. It's much worse. Oh, I was going to say, that's great news. No, I know. <laughs> I have a yeast allergy. Baker's yeast and brewer's yeast. Oh, so, no. foods to avoid for yeast allergy. Sugar in all forms. Table sugar, no. organic sugar, brown sugar, raw sugar, honey, suc- honey, sucrose, fructose, molasses, agave nectar, maple syrup, artificial sweeteners. Also, fruit, dried fruit, fruits in high sugar like bananas, dates, grapes, watermelon. I like all those fucking things. Also, aged cheeses. Also, mushrooms, fungi. Truffles, your boy's bougie. He loves truffles. Why? Sweetened beverages, soda, sports drinks, refined grains, white rice. I love fucking sushi, pasta. Come on. Potatoes. What? Yeast. So what can you eat? Nothing. (laughs) Literally, I don't know what I would eat. Those are, I don't eat anything but those things. I'm not even done, dude. Processed meats, deli meats, smoked meats. I like all those types of meats. Chocolate. I love chocolate. Alcohol. What? Also, this is with, this is the curveball. And this was just like the death blow. Vinegar. Commercial salad dressing. What? Pickles and mustard. I love pickles and mustard. And you know what I like to do? Like my favorite snack in the world that I think is kind of healthy is I take some deli meat, which is on the list of things I can't have, and then I get, get a little bit of pickle, and I put that on the deli meat, and then I put some mustard on it, and then I roll it up into a little thing, and I eat that, and Blech. I think this is a nice little healthy treat. Can't have it. Anyways, I don't know what I'm supposed to eat anymore, but it what, sounds- Seriously, did you say what can I eat? I have like a consultation with a doctor and be like, all right, well, let's just break it down to like the things that I can't, I can't get through, you know? 
Can you eat quinoa? I don't. I don't know what that. Not is. that anyone wants that, but yeah, that was not what I said. But I don't want quinoa. I, want, I know. But I was I want, like, you can't have rice. You can't have pasta. I want cheese. Like, what can you have? I want like, alcohol. If you were to go make some salmon, can you have salmon? Yes. Well, there you go. What could you eat with that? Anything? A salad. But no dressing? With Well, not commercial dressing. I got to make my own dressings now. Well, that's all right. That's pretty easy. Yeah, I know. Anyways, I'm just like. That's the person that doesn't lift a finger yeah. when it comes to food. Well, this is tragic news. It's Honestly, tragic. if I were you, I would be very depressed. I'm just going to power through. I don't know if I'm going to change anything. That's what I was going to say. Just, just eat it anyway. Yeah. Life is short. I mean, you've been fine this far, really. I know, but I'm not getting any younger. Anyways, speaking of no good, terrible, horrible news, we got to talk about The Bachelor. So. Oh my gosh. Should we start the show oh, yeah. first? Yeah. We should start the show. Okay. Is it you or me? I have no idea. I go for it. Uh, bros and hoes, you're listening to your favorite thing podcast with Wells and Brandy. Wells can't eat anything. Wow. All right, guys, airport anxiety, it's a real thing. Between constantly checking my pockets for my ID or forgetting the gate number, even though I just looked at my boarding pass, I'm stressed. But here's the thing. If you travel with base, your bag has the function and the fashion to keep you calm, carefree, and looking good. Sarah and I have been using base luggage for years, long before they even started sponsoring this show. Truly, I have a bunch of base luggage and I love it all. My absolute favorite piece, though, is the convertible weekender bag. I have it in three colors because I literally take it everywhere. And the best part is the bottom compartment unzips completely if you get the convertible bag because sometimes I don't need that extra space. So I just take the top part. But other times, you know, like I refuse to check a bag. So that really helps me out. So you guys got to check it out. Every piece made by Bays is made to look better with miles. So you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. Whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. And right now, Bays is offering our listeners out there 15% off your first purchase by visiting basetravel.com slash YFT. Go to basetravel.com slash YFT for 15% off your first purchase. That's Base B-E-I-S, travel.com slash YFT. Can you have that tea you're drinking? I don't know. I don't know if I can have my robust tea, but it's delicious. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to hold back, okay? Okay, got it. Clayton. Here we go. Okay, so I tweeted out the day of the finale. This is what I tweeted. Let me just read it. That this finale blew every other finale out of the water and that it was absolutely bonkers. And here's what I didn't realize is that, like, Nick Vial had said the same thing and Ben had said the same thing and, like, Becca had said the same thing. And so everyone's coming at me. Are they paying you to say this? The most dramatic shit? And I was like, fuck, they never pay me anyways. But what? No, I just think that this is true. So a lot of people are like coming at me hard, being like, this is bullshit. You guys are all full of shit. If I'm wrong, I will come to your house and I will mix you a fucking drink if you disagree with me after this. I will even wear that stupid shirt that they got me in paradise wearing. Do you agree that this one was the most bonkers ending of the show ever? Uh, yes. Okay, thank I you. I do. I mean, it was definitely very different than the way that this that the Bachelor finale is supposed to go, right? Yeah. Like, this is not right. <laughs> there has been times when, like, things haven't gone right, a la sure. Pilot Pete and Colton, Colton. You know, like, yeah. But this one was just a calamity yeah. of Bad decisions. Yep. I would venture to say my favorite thing about the ending of this show was that literally I think that every decision Clayton could have made was the wrong decision. (laughs) I don't think he made one good decision in those last two episodes. No, he didn't. Every one I would say the last three episodes. Yes. There must have been people there being like, really? This is what you want to do? Really? So let's just break it down. And where do we even start? Okay, well, it opens up with Clayton going to church, which is... (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Oh, boy. Clayton thinks the way to get out of this is to take him to church. Which, like, (laughs) sitting there watching the fucking... The choir sing! I think that he, like, I think he thought that, like, that this is going to be a good look. Like, I'm a God-fearing guy. I'm going to church. And, like, this is going to make, like, people, 
like me again. Possible. You know? Yeah. This is Clayton. It was a beautiful church. This is this beautiful church. This is Clayton being like, this is how I get out of it. I know exactly what I'm going to do. I know exactly, guys, I know exactly what I'm going to do. That's what we're going to do. Yep. Uh-huh. Go to church. I'm going to worship. I'm going to tell Susie my sins. She's going to sharpen her knife, dude. Hey, producers, can we? Yep. Okay, got it. Cool. I mean, like, the, just the best, the like, the first bad decision. You know yep, what? Number one. Well, let's go to church. <laughs> People will really relate to this, you know? Like, go to church. Unless it is a Mormon church, makes no sense. Mm. Because the, you're a polygamist narrowing things down. Right. I digress. He goes to church. That's right. And then he's got his little interview, and he says, I'm so broken. Uh-huh. Then he starts to cry. A little bit. Uh-huh. And I just couldn't stop thinking of the time that he went to Sarah and goes, are you just trying to cry? Ooh. You know? Like, I don't even yeah. believe these tears. I'm sitting there being like, is everyone just full of shit on this show at this point? Like, does <laughs> is everyone just full of shit? Because, like, I was like, uh, bro, you're doing the same thing right now. The same thing. And you know what? You're kind of worse. And hear me out. Because Sarah didn't... You know? It's a great song. Dude, I remember, this is such a sidebar, but I remember when the record label rep came in was pumping this Hosier song, and we were like, mm -hmm. we're not really a Christian radio station. He's <laughs> like, it's about sex. Oh. All right, I like oh, this. Love it. love it. Love the song. Get it on heavy rotation immediately. <laughs> Which is funny, because Clayton slept with everybody. <laughs> so then... Clayton's big idea after going to church is we're going to have this rose ceremony and I'm going to tell the women, the remaining women, that I've told everyone that I love them and that I fucked everybody. The fact that he did this with both of them standing there like, he, and he's clearly he's like, well, I only want to have to say this once. But how fucking disrespectful to make those two girls stand next to each other when you deliver that news. Well, he likes to deliver news in pairs, apparently, because... I hate it. Yeah, that's some foreshadowing of, like, just bad decisions. So his grand plan is, I just need to come clean, which I understand. Like, I get it. I think he just wanted to be transparent. Right before he goes, he's talking to Jesse, and Jesse's like, what he says is, do you really want to do this? And he's like, yeah. But what Jesse's really saying is, so your plan is to go fuck everything up, just so I'm clear, yeah. okay? Go forth, young child. Make bad decisions. It's insane. I guess you could say, yeah, it, it was a bad decision to come clean, but also, if I were him, I would kind of be feeling like, all right, they're going to watch this back and know the truth eventually. I might as well get ahead of it and tell them now versus... Let's say I end up with one of them and then we're watching it back together and they're fucking pissed. Like, at least, like, let's air this out now. It's a fair thing. But the delivery, so disrespectful. Listen, everyone signed up for the show. They kind of, I hate to say, like, knew what they were signing up for, but they did. You know, they've seen the show before. They know that people have relationships with other people. There's a part of me that's like, Clayton can say that relationship, the ins and outs of it, is between myself and her. And you guys don't really need to know that. Mm-hmm. I think that that's fair. I, and I think he could have gone up there and said, hey, listen, Susie left. The stresses of doing this show were too great, which is what happened, right? She freaked out and she left. But don't you think if he had said just that, let's just pretend for one second that he said just that, ends up with, let's just say, Rachel, and they come back home and then she watches it back. So not only was he not honest about what why Susie left, but he lied about why she left at this point. If she, if he's just saying the stress of the show got too much. No, she left because she asked you if you slept with us and you said yes or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know if I could have like let that slide. Yeah. Cause to me it would have been like, Oh, so you just like sugarcoated it for the, sh for the sake of the show. I don't know. There's, there was no good thing to do there. Yeah. It was just, he could have just done it better. He could have done the bad thing better. I have a theory, by the way, because we didn't talk about Susie's exit last week because we hadn't watched oh, yeah. the episode. But I wonder if Clayton gets mad because he starts to wonder if she's doing all of this because she just wants to be the Bachelorette. 
I'm sure that crossed his mind. Uh, I don't want to speak for him, but I wonder if that's why he gets angry. Because he's mm-hmm. like, I was getting played this entire time. But you don't have a leg to stand on because you are The Bachelor. So mm-hmm. you've kind of done this too. Right. Whatever decision that he could have made would have been better than what he did do in that Absolutely. situation. Right off the bat, that one was horrible. I feel so bad for these girls. Rachel says, I'll stay. Mm-hmm. And Gabby's like, peace out, bro. I know. Gabby has really grown on me recently. Well, me too. I still don't see their connection at all, but yeah. she has grown on me too. And and mostly just because I it's funny because it's funny cuz like a lot of the things Gabby says, she comes off as like not very street smart. Yeah. <laughs> but when it comes to vocalizing her feelings when with Clayton, she's very good at communicating with him. And I really like that about her because it's not easy to do when you're in emotional distress. It's not easy to, easy to c- clearly communicate what someone else is doing wrong and what they're doing to you. And she does it really well. Well, listen, I I think Gabby's a lot of things. I don't think she's stupid. She's an ICU nurse. I think the problem well, yeah. the problem that Gabby has is that she talks like this, like, oh, my <laughs> God. And you're just like, are you a baby? Why are you talking like this? But I think that's why you think that of her. And she's sure. kind of like kind of silly. So, but yeah. she's like, peace out. So then poor Rachel's, you can see the gears in her head being like, did I, know. Did I just win The Bachelor? What does this mean? <laughs> Am I default chick? All this- I know, which is so terrible. So terrible. I feel so bad for her. And when he went after Gabby, and obviously we all know he convinced her to stay, I was like screaming at the television, run, Gabby! Oh, I know. Run for the hills! Like, I know. Get out of there! I know, and I wanted her to stick to her guns, you know? <sighs> too i wish she'd done it yeah but we don't have the things that happen without gabby's decision to come back yeah she really took one for the team there i gotta Uh say yeah she's the mvp of this season she takes one for the team hardcore yep for this ending Mm -hmm. okay so he convinces her to come back which is insane and then they have like the world's worst cheer ever yeah and then we meet clayton's parents who the dad Mm, chef's kiss greatest guy ever (laughs) Do you not think that he's like the the best thing that happened? I mean, yeah, the fam was great. The dad's like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what do you say? I think you screwed, screwed the, the pooch. pooch. Yeah. Classic Midwest phrase. Love yeah. that. Well, let me tell you what. He screwed two pooches. That's what happened. And Seriously. You know, man, that's why the third pooch left. <laughs> I think the family is just so flabbergasted at all of these bad decisions. Yes. My son did what? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck. They're just in a tailspin being like, I don't know if this is a good idea, you know? <sighs> Uh, Clayton, she left. Maybe it's not a great idea to go after her. So then he has the idea that he needs to fix things with Susie. How do you think the producers kept her there for two whole days after she was supposed to go home? Do you think they told her this is normal, you have to stay, hoping that this would circle back? Or do you think she... Like, I was shocked that she was still there, right? I can speak to that. So she was the last date, right? And then the rose ceremony, I suppose, was the next day. So she probably had to do a bunch of interviews, a bunch of pickup stuff because she's off the show now. That usually takes, like, you got to do, like, another day for that, right? Got it. They could have very easily been like, we can't get you on a flight until... That's what I was thinking. Like, do you think the producers were stalling, sending her home, thinking, like, oh, there's a chance this is going to circle back? For sure. Yeah, it had to be. Also, there might have been flying issues. And also, you have to do, like, you have to speak with the shrink for a while after the show. Like, there are things you have to do to kind of, like, get unloaded from the show. Got it. I actually don't think there was, like, a whole lot of time in between. I think that it was very much like, we have a flight for you, but first Mm -hmm. Clayton wants to talk. And it's like, yeah, okay, great. So then his terrible idea is to try to get back the girl that left, all while knowing that everyone's going to watch this back. I know. And that's where I was like, what is happening? So then he goes and talks to Susie. The girl is very polished with how she articulates her thoughts and Mm -hmm. words. So then he does this thing where he asks her, What do you think the chances are of a guy like you and a girl like me ending up together? Well, Lloyd, that's difficult to say. And we really... Don't hit me with it. Just give it to me straight. I came a long way just to see you, Mary. Just least you can do is level with me. What are my chances? Not good. You mean not good like 
one out of a hundred? I'd say more like one out of a million. So you're telling me there's a chance. Yeah! I just feel like he just is so bad at like reading the room. Like the entire time he was very bad about picking up on what people were saying, reading the room. But I don't know. Do you think that there was a there was like a part of her that like still had like feelings for him? Do you think she was like just done? I think she was done. It's hard to come back from the way he spoke to her. I agree. Because at the end of the day, yeah, you know, I hear you. You're sorry. I hear you. You were angry. You were emotional. You spoke out of character. I hear all that. However, unfortunately, this is a look into the future of what it's going to look like if this happens, if we get married and this happens, if we have an argument, then you're going to treat me the same way you did then Because if you're hurt in the future. So unfortunately, as much as I'd love to be like, oh, yeah, that's out of character for you. It's really not. That kind of is your character when you get angry. And she's probably not wanting to sign up for that. Yeah, you're not wrong. He showed his ass in that. If he had done that with some grace, he actually, I think, probably could have gotten her back. Yeah, me too. So he has some hope, albeit a very small sliver of hope that he's holding on to. And then his genius idea is to bring both women together again to tell them that he's dumping them and they need to go home because Susie is the one for him. What is this two for one special that he thinks like is, is the better play here? I don't know. But him being like, oh, yeah, by the way, fuck you guys. Enjoy the first flight out of Iceland. I'm going with Susie. To both of them is amazing. I'll tell you what. Gabby, greatest scene ever. Is I know, it was great. When she's like, peace out. And then he goes and follows her. And he's she's like, all right, you want to talk? And he, she's like, this is what's bullshit. Your ego and your insecurity is that I wanted to leave on my own terms. And you didn't want that. And you stole that from me. It's true. It's totally true. It's that whole thing like, you can't fire me because I quit, you yeah, know? <laughs> I know, exactly. And I was like, yes, girl, for fucking speaking your truth and standing up to him. And here's the thing, like, I don't, I'm not going to say Gabby wasn't in love with him. I don't know. I She just was never as emotional as the other girls, yeah. right, about the things that were going on with him. And I think that was probably one of the reasons why it was easier for her to stand up to him and communicate like that is that because she didn't have as much emotion in it. It's hard when you're being emotionally manipulated by someone to be able to speak that clearly. And she just really slayed it. Yeah. Gabby for president. When he's like, can I walk you out? And she's like, no. no. I know. <laughs> I was like, like, yes. <laughs> Slow clap. Yes. Yes. No. Oh, God. And then he goes back and talks to Rachel. Sarah put it this way. She was like, this is how a 30-year-old reacts to this and a 20-year-old reacts to this. Gabby's the one that was older and was like more oh. mature. That's an interesting take on that because Rachel is, you're making it terrible to say, are you sure? Like, are you really putting me in this car? Like, I can't believe this. Whereas Gabby's like, uh... Peace out, you fucking asshole. Okay, I can see that. It's also, I'm not a woman, so you very well could be right. I think it's more of, I think Rachel really, really, really loved him. Whereas Me I'm not too. sure if Gabby felt like that super hard about it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, okay. I found it very difficult to watch the conversation with him and Rachel because I have been Rachel. Honestly, like once pretty extremely and, and another time, less extremely, but I have been Rachel where I have taken a hit, taken another one, given second chances, wanted to believe in what we had, fought for it. And at the end of the day, what she said, like you gave me nothing. Yeah. He gave her nothing. And I have been Rachel and I say, fuck you, Clayton. Wow. For every fucking girl that has been where Rachel is Rachel. I feel for you, girl. I have been there. And I, like my heart breaks for her. I know we're all Susie for Bachelorette, but you know who really fucking deserves it is Rachel because her heart got drug through the mud this season because out of everybody, I really do think like she was just head over heels in love with the guy. And it is kind of, I mean, Sarah's right to an extent. It is that like young, like love, like where she says like, you know, when you screamed, I love you from the bottom of the street and I was on the balcony, it's like a, a once in a lifetime love that I felt or whatever. And I just stood there and like hoped other people feel this love girl. I've been there. And the fucking guy fucking walked away from me too. And I fucking feel you. And it, it I mean, it is like a little bit of that, like innocent love type feeling where Gabby kind of seems like a gal that maybe that's happened before for her. And now she's a little bit jaded. And so now she's like built up a little bit of a you know, like a tougher exterior to be able to say, fuck you, I'm out of here. But I love her. And I just, my heart broke for her watching that. 
Yeah. Final scene, Clayton goes and gets Susie. He starts unleashing his heart. And in the final bad decision of Clayton Eckhart, he says something to the effect of, this is how serious I am about you. I even got one of these. And he pulls the ring out before he would be getting on a knee. Bro, what are you doing? <laughs> what are you doing? In your Neanderthal mind, you think that showing her the ring is going to make her fall in love with you and then you can get down on one knee and show her what's inside. Like, is that your big plan? You've taken away, as someone who's done it, you've taken away the <laughs> magic of the moment right. of proposing to somebody. Absolutely. And now it's this guilt trip fucking yes. proposal thing where you're like, look at what I got for you, you inconsiderate bitch. I didn't think this guy could make any more bad decisions. And then he ripped that thing out. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Also, you didn't pay for that. That's a new landing. <laughs> Not sentimental at all, you know? Mm -hmm. He's like, is, is there any way this could work or something like that? And, she, and like, just tell me now. And she's like, yeah, no, I don't think there's any way no. this could work. Holy. It's crazy. Honestly, I was shocked that she even, I was shocked that she even showed up there like in a white dress. You know what I mean? Like knowing she was going to go and say no. I mean, there, I guess part of me could be like, oh, she probably was like, well, I'm going to go out with a bang if I'm going out, like looking my best, you know, bachelorette ready. Yeah. Um, but I kind of feel like if I were her, I would have been like, uh, you know what? I, I, I'm just going to go in my airport sweats and just tell him like, brah, we're yeah. done. <laughs> So everyone knows we haven't seen the live thing yet because we're recording this a couple of days beforehand. So I don't even know if I like am mentally ready for that part of the I show. Know. Yeah. Question. Is Clayton the worst bachelor we've had ever? I think he's pretty bad. Sarah and I were talking about it, like Juan Pablo is pretty bad. I was that was the other one that I was yeah. gonna say is like a close second. You know, I was thinking about this whole narrative about, you know, you said that you were in love with me and then you slept with all of us. And this is a good cautionary tale for a lot of men out there. I don't know if they listen to this podcast, but boys do this a lot. They will say whatever they have to say to get in the girl's pants. <laughs> can't do that. You can't bait someone into sleeping with them with that word whilst on national television. I just... <laughs> whilst. Call me crazy. Call me old fashioned, <laughs> but you shouldn't do yeah, that. Yeah, you can't. You can't. Mm-mm. Yeah, it was pretty bad. It was terrible and like beautiful. All the of, best um, ending ever. I'm sorry. It was so great. All of those students in Minnesota that were like, we love Clayton. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're probably like, oh, God, what a terrible endorsement. We take it all back. I don't want to call him dumb. I think he's just immature. I think he made really bad decisions. Like he clearly doesn't have much adult relationship experience. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Is that enough? I think so. Final thoughts? Men are trash. I don't know. Yeah. Garbage. Excited to see The Bachelorette. I think they're about to start filming that. So, all right. Well, I think that's enough. We did a lot of Bachelor. So I know. I know. A lot to unpack. It was. It was too much to unpack, if I'm being honest. And to everyone out there that was getting mad at me that was saying, like, I was, I was like, tweeting about it being crazy because, like, they paid me to do it. Fuck you, man. No. That was <laughs> bonker. That was the most... Bonkers closing I've ever seen the show. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was mwah, chef's kiss. Chef's kiss. Well done. All right. You got any fave things, bro? Or <laughs> bro, I do. I do have a fave thing. Can I just say? Yeah. Hulu. Mm -hmm. Hey Hulu. Yeah. Can we please make it so that you can freaking download stuff onto the iPad oh. so I can watch on the plane? Because Netflix can do it. HBO can do it. Hulu. Why are you holding out on us? Yeah. I really just want to watch this show that I've started on the plane tomorrow. What show? It's uh, American Crime Story. Okay. They did the OJ Ooh. show, and then the second season was the Versace assassination, mm -hmm. that one. So season three is the Monica Lewinsky mm. sitch, and it's good. This came out a while ago. Oh, it did? Yeah. It was on oh. FX originally. It came out back in 2016. Oh, damn. Sarah well, it just popped up on my Hulu. It was like, new for you. And I was like, yes, please. And Sarah Paulson's in it. 
Yep. Sterling K. Brown is in it. I mean, the cast is ridiculous. Beanie Feldstein, Jonah Hill's sister, Cuba Gooden yep. Jr. Oh, yeah. Eddie Falco. Jeez Louise, what a cast. I know. Clive Owen. It's good political drama, and it really happened. So, you know. Yeah. Cool, cool story, bro. I mean, she blew him in the Oval Office. You think they banged in the Oval Office? I do. I don't know. I mean, the whole story was that she gave him a blowy, and then I think he used a cigar as kind of like a dildo. Can I say that on this show? Ew. I think that's what happened. Ew. I'm just saying what I think happened. I did not have sexual relations with that woman. Except- <laughs> Liar! Except, Men are garbage! Except when I took a cigar and I put it in her vagina. That but, is so disgusting. In my defense- I told her that I loved her. <laughs> if Clayton has taught me anything, it's that if you just say I love you to somebody, you can do sex with them. Terrible wow. Bill Clinton accent, but, you know, here we are. I've watched a couple things. What you got? I watched this documentary called 14 Peaks that mm. is fantastic. Remember I was telling you about the documentary about that free solo guy that was going Can't up? Watch that. Yeah. So this is kind of in the same vein. Here's the tag. Fearless. Nepali mountaineer embarks on a seemingly impossible quest to summit all 14 of the world's 8,000 meter peaks in seven months. Damn, that's sick. So it's this guy. He is from Nepal, okay? Mm -hmm. And he calls this idea of doing all 14 big mountains project possible because everyone he told was like, that's impossible. You can't do it. It has been done before, but it took someone like 17 years to do it. And he yeah. wants to do it in seven months. Why seven months? Why not like a year? I, I don't even know because he was just like, How do you oh, get to that? I want to do it immediately. What's really beautiful about it is all these rich white Western assholes come to Everest and K2 and they climb Mount Everest and they get to say that they climbed Mount Everest. But the truth of the matter is, yeah, you did. But you had a Sherpa from Nepal carry all of your shit up there, and you don't even fucking know his name. You're a trash human, and that guy did all the work, and you kind of just walked up willy-nilly. And so he's like, this is bullshit. As someone from uh, Nepal, I want to be the person that does this. I want to be the one that gets credit for it. And, like, he's got his Sherpas there. This is so-and-so. This is so-and-so. This is my brother so-and-so. He's fucking amazing. This is my brother so-and-so. He's, he's so fucking talented. And by the way, I'm paying all of them more than any of the Western guys that come over and do this. He raised all this money to do it. And then you start finding out about his life. This guy is insane. He was part of the special forces and was just like a badass. He's like basically like what Nepal's version of a Green Beret or a Navy SEAL was. The way that he's able to breathe at high elevation is unlike anybody else. Yes, he is the guy that's leading the thing, and he's got all these Sherpas with him, but he's doing all the heavy lifting. And every time this motherfucker goes up, he's coming down super pumped because he did it, and there's some stupid American who's about to die who's stuck, and your boy's got to fucking save him. Every single time. Oh my gosh. And there are times when he's like calling, being like, you've got to get the helicopter up there. And they're like, the, the helicopter's like, we can't. You guys need to come down. You're running out of oxygen. You need to come down right now or you're going to die. And he's like, it's not in my blood. I'm a Marine. It's not in my blood. I can't leave anyone behind. And he just saves all these fucking people. God damn it. That guy's fucking awesome. <laughs> Dude, 14 Picks is really good. Okay, wow. Yeah, really good. Is it, it a series or a movie? No, it's just a movie. And it's kind of scary, but it's cool. He does Everest, K2, all the other ones that are huge that you don't really know the names of because we're stupid Americans, mm -hmm. all of those. He does one mountain. Everyone's like, this is such a hard fucking mountain. It's amazing. And he had gone out the night before and partied and was super hungover. And everyone's like, this is bonkers that this man. Oh, he does. Two, I think he does two in one day. He was so, and he, they're like, he's hungover right now. How? Like, dude, he's a monster. You got to watch it, dude. 14 Peaks okay. is great. Great stuff. What's it on Netflix? Yeah. I'll, I'll download that for the flight. Screw you, Hulu. There you go. The second season of Upload is out now, and I love that show. I don't know if you remember. I, I, I talked about yeah, it a couple years ago. Yeah, I never watched it, but I remember you talking about it. It's so good. It's on Prime. It's my buddy Robbie Amell's show, and... Uh, 
the quick synopsis is is that in this world in the future if you die you can upload your brain into a computer and then you kind of like live in this vr world where people from the living world can kind of come visit you but you're kind of like basically in an old age home but everyone in the old age home is dead and there's like kind of like a whodunit murder mystery he was like writing code for this like a new app and it was stolen and then he died and it was like kind of under weird circumstances but it's a comedy. The second season is so good. It's not like super serious, but Upload. Great. Okay. From Prime. I don't like to be least favorite thing guy, but I have to do it when I was wrong about something. And I don't want people to go down a rabbit hole of bad, even though I suggested okay. it. Last episode, I told everyone I was really excited about This Flag Means Death. It's on HBO Max. It's got an amazing cast it's Taika Watakiki and I think Rise Darby from Flight of the Concords. I was so excited for it. I've watched three episodes. I I just I take back what I said. I just I don't know. Maybe a, a couple more episodes in it'll get better, but not one of my favorite things. I'm sorry. Mm. To continue on my love affair with Ryan Reynolds, I watched The Adam Project. What is that? It's a new Netflix movie with Ryan Reynolds. Oh, he's loving the Netflix films, isn't he? He's just loving life right now. He's just, I can't do no wrong. I know. Listen to the cast of this. Mark Ruffalo. Oh, love him. Who's married to Jennifer Garner. Oh. A la 13 going on 30. Yep. Love that. Zoe Saldana. Oh. Catherine Kinnear and Ryan Reynolds. Love that. Here's the tag. A time-traveling pilot teams up with his younger self and his late father to come to terms with his past while saving the future. The Adam Project. Great film. It's not too serious. It's not like the greatest thing that's ever been made. It's fun. It's funny. It's got time travel. There's a good guy. There's a bad guy. Ryan Reynolds' older self and younger self are fucking hilarious together. Who doesn't like Mark Ruffalo? It's just... Zoe Saldana. I mean, it's weird because it's like everyone from Marvel is doing this film. That's interesting, yeah. Which makes me wonder, like, is this just a Marvel film and I just don't know about it? <laughs> yeah, The Adam Project. Pretty good. Pretty good. Okay. Sounds great. Netflix? Yeah? Netflix. I'm going to download that? Yeah. You should. Almost good. Can I just say that cooked tomatoes are trash? I hate tomatoes in all shapes and forms. I don't mind a raw tomato in a salad or on a cheeseburger, which no. I can't have anymore because guess what? East. But when you get cherry tomatoes or whatever and you cook them in a pan <laughs> and then they get like wilted and then every time you bite into them, they squirt fucking everywhere. Ew. You know? I don't know because I don't eat them. Oh, God. I'm sorry. I hate that you eat it. Pfft, squirts all over like. Disgusting. Um, so, yeah, that's all I wanted to say that. And then um, did you see? Oh, my God. First of all, Tom Brady says he's coming back and you're like, okay. Oh, I know. What What the hell? It's like, you can't do this again. He can't. Now he can't ever really retire because no one's going to believe him. Yeah, he's the he's the boy that cried wolf. It's ridiculous. I know. But he does that the day that Pete Davidson releases the text messages between him and Kanye. And I'm like, Tom, you got to wait till tomorrow. We all need to unpack the Pete Davidson yay shit right now. We don't have time for your comeback and you not wanting to spend more time with Giselle. Okay. Do we still care about the Pete Kanye drama? I didn't until that was released. And then I loved it. Did you see what was written? No, I just lost interest. Oh my, let me just, can I just read it to you? Cause it's one of my favorite things. I, yeah, I sure. am, I am just completely sucked into all of it. And I don't know why. You really are. You really have been. Since I have been. The beginning. I can't stop. I, I don't get it. These are Pete Davidson's text messages to ye. Yay. Kanye. <laughs> Yeezy. Whatever. <laughs> this is Pete, uh -huh. so Pete starting it out. Yo, it's Skeet. Which is kind of funny because that's what he calls him, right? Mm -hmm. Can you please take a second and calm down? It's 8 a.m. and it don't got to be like this. Kim is literally the best mother I've ever met. What she does for those kids is amazing, and you're so fucking lucky that she's your kid's mom. I've decided I'm not going to let you treat us this way anymore. I'm done being quiet. Grow the fuck up. To which ye, yay, whatever, says, oh, using profanity, where are you right now? And then Pete writes, in bed with your wife. 
with a picture of him in bed, sticking no. his tongue out, giving the peace sign. Oh my God. And then Yi says, happy to see you're out of the hospital and rehab. To which Pete says, same here. It's wonders what those places do when you get help. You should try it. I'm in LA for the day. And if you want to stop being a little internet bitch boy and talk, then Pete goes on to say, you don't scare me, bro. And your actions are so pussy and embarrassing. It's so sad to watch you ruin your legacy on the daily. To which Ye says, you're more than welcome to come to Sunday service, which I don't understand what that is. Does he have his own church or something? Yeah, sort of. Yeah, he does this thing on Sundays called Sunday service. That's fucking weird. So then Pete writes back, why don't we meet after Sunday service and Saints game? I'll be at the Beverly Hills Hotel. We can have food and talk it out in my room, private, one-on-one, man-to-man. And then he goes on to say, what you're doing to your family is dangerous and going to scar them for life. Please handle these matters privately, bro. I beg you. And then Ye says, you want to see me? Come to Sunday service. And then Pete says, this isn't public, dude. I'm not here for pictures and press, which is obviously all you care about. Also, you did post this, so you kind of maybe are about that, but whatever. And then he says, my offer stands. I wish you'd man up for once in your life. And then he goes, let me help you, man. I struggle with mental health stuff too. It's not an easy journey. You don't have to feel this way anymore. There's no shame in having a little help. You'll be so happy and at peace. Then he goes on to say, and this is where it's great. You have no idea how nice I've been to you despite your actions toward me. I've stopped SNL from talking about or making fun of you, which they've wanted to do for months. I've stopped stand-up comedians from doing bits about you because I don't want the father of my girl's kids to look bad out there. I have your back even though you treat me like shit because I want everything to be smooth. But if you continue to press me like you have for the past six months, I'm going to stop being nice. I mean, bro, how are you not involved in this? I just don't care. I know, but now hearing what I said, what do you think? I think I don't care. It's so good, though. It's fine. So I'm just, like, over it. Like, what's the deal? Like, are Kim and Kanye not even divorced yet? I don't even know. I don't care I don't, about it's just that like, part. <sighs> Everyone says that Kanye's a genius, right? Mm. I think he's a musical genius. And so yeah. if, if you're going to go into battle with a rapper, Kanye probably would kill you. Would destroy you, Pete. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that Pete is a stand-up comedian. And stand-up comedians are always the smartest guy in the room. They're always the wittiest. They're always the quickest. He's going to destroy Kanye, no matter what, just yeah. in terms of wit. It's true. It's just not a fair fight, really. Right. And here's the other thing. I know that Kanye, I don't know, it seems like a tough guy or whatever, and you know, like bug life or whatever that rappers have. Great. Pete Davidson is from Staten Island, okay? Mm-hmm. If I've learned anything about anything is that you do not fuck with people from Staten Island ever. They're oh, terrifying. Okay. Yeah. The other thing is, and this is what Sarah said, and I was like, you're so right. Pete Davidson's dad died in 9-11. He's a firefighter. Pete Davidson's got everyone on his back when it comes to, like, needing to call the cops. Yeah. It's just amazing. You're so invested. Dude, in it's this. so good. How are you not into this? <sighs> oh. <sighs> I know you have this golf hobby, but maybe like add one more hobby to your life. Oh, your boy landed a plane three times the other day. Oh, I saw that. How'd it go? I mean, let me tell you something. I've now flown four four times, I think. You love it? Yes. This last time was the first time where I was like, this is fun. The other times mm-hmm. it was white knuckle. It's just a lot of information overload because mm-hmm. it's all airspeed and setting trim and pitching down and making sure your bank angle is at a safe rate. It's so much information. Mm -hmm. Altitude needs to be a certain thing and all this stuff. And then you have to land it and not die, which (laughs) that's also scary. Sounds terrifying. I know, but it is fun. But I do have a hobby, all right? I just have a lot of hobbies. And Pete Davidson and Kanye West are one of them. And then flying airplanes is another one of them. And you know what my last one is that I absolutely love? We've talked about it before, but I love, I love 
pimple popping videos on oh, social gross. media. Oh, gross. That is not that. a hobby. I love, I love, and you know what else I love, Brandy? Oh, mm. my God. I love watching them pull things out of people's ears so Ew. much. Like, like they, there's like this camera where this doctor goes in and he like, he's got a suction cup that he's like trying to suck out the thing, but then he's got to get like this little like hook in there and like start pulling it out. Oh, so satisfying. I'm concerned for you. Listen, I'm all alone over here. All right. Sarah's, I know. I'm scared. She's off in Berlin. I'm just over here watching pimple popping videos, like fucking getting real deep into Pete Davidson's life, flying airplanes. I really hope they hire you for Paradise so you have something to do. I do too. Because, dear Lord, <laughs> I'm nervous for me if, if we don't do it. Uh, yeah. All right. You got any last things? I have a last thought. Okay. Grey's Anatomy. All right. Oh, so God. all this time, you know, it's just like you can't replace McDreamy. I haven't wanted Meredith to move on at all because it's like, how do you ever one-up McDreamy? Like, you can't, you know? And it was just so tragic how he died. And she's a couple of interests in and out since then. And I'm just like, eh, nope, not having it. Until. Dr. Nick Marsh. Are you kidding me? I need more. I need more Dr. Marsh. Okay. Two scenes isn't cutting it. A couple lines isn't cutting it. I need more Dr. Marsh. He's so hot. Dr. McHotty 2.0. He's way hotter than McSteamy was, in my opinion. I'm so all about Meredith and dr marsh and i need more of it and i need it asap all right he's so hot so hot he's so hot right now so hot the hansel's so hot right now obsessed with them i think that's all i got i think it's a pretty good pretty good little app we just did there pretty good yeah yeah you know proud of yeah. us um all right yf tears we're we're edging closer to episode 200 this is what 196 oh we are getting close yeah so we might have to have a big announcement come episode 200. I don't know, you know? Do we? I mean, I don't know. I, I might oh. tell every listener that I not only am falling in love with them, that I am in love with them. I really hope you don't do that. I'm just saying, I think it's a good play. I think everyone will really appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. All right. Um, well, good luck with uh, going down south. Thank you so much. Sounds sexual. Wasn't meant to be, but... It's not. Yeah. Well, actually, we don't know. <laughs> it might be. Yeah. Find yourself a little Latin lover. You know? I just do that. Yeah. All right, wife tears. Uh, be good. And Love y'all. Can't be good. Be good at it. Take me to church. Dude, that dude can sing, bro. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.